Hey, everybody, welcome back. It is the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Once again, I am Kyle Chidock, the owner of Bolton E-Bikes, and this is a podcast all about anything electric bikes. And if you've been listening for a while, you've heard me tease something in a few episodes here and there, something about the Ubco 2x2. If you don't know what that is, don't worry, I'm going to tell you all about it in this episode. It's time for something new and very different at Bolton E-Bikes. The Ubco 2x2 is not your typical, or maybe it's not at all, an electric bicycle. And there's one thing that really sets it apart from all of the e-bikes that I have here, and that is the pedals and the fact that it doesn't have any. Yeah, you, you heard that right. The Ubco 2x2 is an electric bike that has no pedals. So exercise, if that is the intent of you getting on a bicycle and riding it, that's great. I love e-bikes and they're perfect for that, but that's not what this is for. This is something completely different. So first I want to explain what problem does this solve and how does it fit into what we're doing at Bolton e-bikes. So there is a growing trend for people to use electric bikes for, I think, things other than what people thought e-bikes would originally be used for. I feel like when you talk about politics or government or regulations, e-bikes are always talked about like a commuter vehicle, a replacement for a car. And I am going to say that isn't true. For 99% of the people that I know that buy electric bikes, they are not buying it for a car replacement. They're not commuting. And the reason I know that is because most people come in and they're 60 plus years old. They're either retired or about to retire. And if you are retired, why would you be getting a commuter bike? So in my opinion, e-bikes are not really being used as a commuter vehicle. They can be, and some people certainly do, but that's not the majority of the cases. In fact, I think people are finding other things that e-bikes work much better for. They work for being a delivery vehicle, but not the most popular thing, I don't think. I think they're used for fun. To me, that's 99% of all e-bikes. They're being used to get out, get some exercise, get some fresh air, and just have some fun and feel like a kid again on a bicycle. And that to me, is just the biggest seller for e-bikes. When people look at an e-bike, you know, oh, should I get one of those? I don't know. But if they see one, they hop on it, they ride it, and they experience it, it just opens up a whole new world of mobility. And that goes into other things like getting into camping, maybe on a bicycle, going hunting with it, getting out into like the backcountry, maybe you're using it more like a utility vehicle around the farm. But there's a little bit of a disconnect because an e-bike is only so powerful. It only has so much storage space. And if you get something like a, a cargo bike, they're great for hauling things on the road. But off-road, they're usually pretty terrible. <laughs> there aren't very many good 
electric cargo bikes that can also go off-road. And you have all of these scenarios where people could use something that is efficient, that is lightweight, that's quiet, that is capable of doing work, but doing it off-road. And that's where the Ubco 2x2 comes in and it fills a void. So it's not replacing people pedaling a regular bike. It's not even replacing an electric bike. What it is, however, replacing or going to replace are things like quads that are gas-powered, ATVs, side-by-sides, dirt bikes, things that are traditionally noisy, have a lot of moving parts, and I'm not personally against any of those types of things. I think those can be a lot of fun and they have their purpose, and electric can't take all of those things away yet, but some of them it certainly can. The Ubco 2x2 is just an awesome vehicle, and it's not a vehicle as in like a motor vehicle per se, although it's closer than an electric bike, but it is something that allows you to get away from some of those fuel-powered types of vehicles that are noisy and, in my experience, take maybe a bit more maintenance over time. Like I said, a lot more moving parts, and you can replace it with something that's simpler, it's quieter, it's electric, and here's the big, big kicker, and I think this goes along with the fun part of electric bikes. It is fun too, but not the fun part. It's easy to use. If you have a dirt bike and you ask a friend to test ride it or a motorcycle or something like that, it's very intimidating. But an electric bike is a very easy transition. It's like, hey, if you can ride a bicycle, you can ride an e-bike. There's no question about that. If you ride a bicycle or an electric bike, can you ride a motorcycle? Well, not necessarily. They're bigger, they're heavier, they have more power typically, by far. And then you have things like a clutch and a big twist throttle, and you have to shift with your feet. There are so many things that are just different about a motorcycle that don't translate well. So it's a little bit of a learning curve. Now, I personally have owned motorcycles. I have a motorcycle license. It doesn't scare me. I love things like that. However, like I said, the Ubco 2x2 is simpler. It is super easy to use. So if you ride an e-bike and you're afraid to try and dive into one of those types of things and use it for some other type of hobby like hunting or fishing or whatever it might be, the Ubco 2x2 can do that for you very easily. I guarantee you that if you can ride a bicycle, you can ride that. And the reason I say that is because it has no clutch. There is no shifting. You just have a brake lever on each handlebar like you would a bicycle. And you do have a twist throttle, kind of like a motorcycle, but it's very smooth, very easy to use, way far above and beyond the quality of the throttles that you see on most e-bikes. So here you have this cool, interesting little vehicle that can fill this whole new subcategory of vehicles. And that's what I really liked about it. And the interesting thing was, I've known about these for a few years now, to be honest, because 
Ubco, the company, is worldwide. They started in New Zealand, they're in Australia, they're in Europe, they're in the US. They have dealers literally all around the world and growing all the time. But I just didn't feel like people knew about Ubco bikes and what they do. I feel like they're not as well represented as they could be. I feel like this is this new, exciting thing that people could be getting into if they only knew that it existed. And so I'm hoping that's where I can jump in and help out by providing information via podcasts and the YouTube channel and everything for more content about the Ubco line, because I think more people would buy them if they knew they existed. And that's only going to lead to more adoption of electric vehicles, which in the bigger scheme of things, we all know it's pretty much bound to happen no matter what at this point, because EVs are starting to, and when I say EVs, I mean electric vehicles, they're starting to take over. So let's talk a little bit about the Upco 2x2 now. What is it? How does it work? What are the specs? How does it compare to an e-bike? Because that's something that if you're a regular listener to this podcast, I think you can kind of wrap your head around and hopefully this makes sense what this thing is. It's full suspension. So suspension front and rear. It is a step-through frame. So very easy for anyone to get on and off. Very big, comfy seat. Pretty upright seating position. Like I said, this is all about being easy to use. It uses two hub motors, one in the rear wheel, one in the front wheel. And that's why it's called the 2x2 because it's a two-wheel drive electric bike. And that also helps with the simplicity. There's no drivetrain. There's no belt, no chain, no shifting, nothing. So definitely less maintenance because you just have two simple hub motors. And the braking, also not a lot of maintenance. It uses Tektro hydraulic disc brakes, but you really don't rely on those for stopping. And that's one of my favorite things about it is the regenerative braking is really good. You just very lightly pull on the brakes. You can slow yourself down. And most of the slowing down that you do isn't done by the brakes. It's done by the twin motors. So your front and your rear wheel can use those motors to help you slow down, feed some power back into the battery. But it really makes it very, very easy to stop. Even though it's heavier than most e-bikes at around 150 pounds, the stopping is just so much easier than most e-bikes. So really good job that they've done on that. Now, power-wise, it is designed to be more like a moped. So it has a 1,000-watt hub motor in each wheel, so about 2,000 watts. And I'm sure they peak a bit higher than that, but that's what they're rated for. Top speed is limited to 30 miles an hour. And that is to comply with most state and local laws, wherever you might be in the United States, about mopeds, because they have a maximum speed of 30 miles per hour. And yes, this can be very easily registered as a moped. In fact, there are two versions of the bike. The one that I have in my shop right now is the the one that I have in my shop right now is the now I'm drawing a blank. The one that I have in my shop now is more of the 
road version. There are two versions of this particular bike. One of the bikes, the one that I have in my shop right now, is more of a road version. And it comes complete with LED turn signals, front and rear. It has a good high-low beam. It's got a brake light. It has a horn. So you can basically fill out a one-page form in California, you know, mail it in, and you get a moped plate back that you can put on this. Now you can legally use it on the road, drive, you know, to the local trailhead, and then take the trails out to your favorite fishing spot or whatever it might be. Now that's something, of course, you could do on an electric bicycle in some situations as well. But this just offers a bit more flexibility because of its hauling capacity, because of all the accessories they have available for it. The power that it's got, it's, it's definitely going to be quicker than your average e-bike, even though it tops out at 30 miles an hour and gets up to that speed rather quickly. So it's just a really cool little vehicle. They're a lot of fun to ride. I spent a good chunk of today riding one of these around on back trails. And like I said, it was just a ton of fun. So let's get into some of the other specifications. You know now that it's got two 1,000-watt motors, weighs about 150 pounds, full suspension, very low step-through type frame, so easy for anyone to use. One of the really impressive things to me is the battery. Now, the Biconet Warthog has one of the biggest battery setups of any e-bike that I currently offer. It has dual batteries. Each one is 48 volts, 15 amp hours. So giving you 48 volt, 30 amp hour capacity, that's nearly one and a half kilowatt hours. Well, the Upco has three different size options. The smallest is 2.1 kilowatt hours. Next is 2.6 kilowatt hours. And the biggest, which is of course what I opted for, is 3.1 kilowatt hours. So about double the size of the Biconet Warthog with both batteries. Now, like I said, a whole different kind of animal. The whole thing is heavier, but that just gives you an idea of what kind of range you could have on this thing. Uh, I've seen different specs thrown out up to 80 miles, 90 miles, but it's pretty far. You know, if you're going to go 20 miles to, like I said, the local fishing hole and back, that's something you could do on one of these. And you could haul all of your gear. You could even take some camping supplies and stay out there for a couple of days. And that leads me to one of the accessories they've got coming out. This is a new thing for this year is a power supply. So you've got this massive battery. Uh, and in case you're worried about this huge battery being something that's like built into the bike or stuck in there, it's totally removable. You can unplug it from the bike. There's two big handles on it. You can lift the thing out and you could even replace it. So if this is something you had, say, on the back of a motorhome or the back of a truck and you're going to be out camping for a while, you could buy a spare battery just like anything else and swap it out. Or if you're not going to use all of the range that the battery has to offer, you can plug in this power supply to the top of the battery and that gives you USB ports and 12 volt outlets and then you can power up your phones and any accessories, you know, flashlights, whatever you've got at your campsite from the battery on the bike. So really a versatile, utilitarian, 
vehicle. I gotta jump back and forth because, between a bicycle and a vehicle because I feel like there's a a new name that needs to be established for this type of category that doesn't exist yet. They're kind of breaking the mold with this, and I'm confident that it's gonna catch on. It's just gonna take some time for people to realize, like I said, that these exist. And what is it? And what is it for? So is an electric bike? Kind of. Is it a moped? Kind of. Is it a dirt bike? Not really, but it can replace your dirt bike if you're using it for certain things. There's so many cool things that you can do with these. Some of the other specifications, it has a 10 amp charger. So when people talk about getting like a, you know, a faster charger for the e-bike that charges at three amps or five amps, this is 10. <laughs> so a lot faster charging because you've got that massive battery. And it's pretty advanced on how it works too, because you have a key fob like you'd have for your car. So you use that to turn the bike on or off. You know, for security purposes, it does have a steering column lock. So they've definitely thought about, you know, theft and how do you prevent somebody from from using it. So although it's super, super easy to turn it on and go ride it, it would also be pretty hard for someone who doesn't actually own it to turn it on and go ride it. And then further than that, it has an app. So you can pull out your phone, you can connect it to the bike, and I've got it pulled up on my phone right now as well. You can see things like your battery percentage. So I can pull up my phone right now and see, oh, it's at 96%. I can see the temperature of the front and rear motors, uh, run time, and then you can also adjust some of the settings from there. So you can tweak how much power. So there is an eco mode. So that's going to give you the most range. And I'll be honest, for the first few weeks, I rode the thing around on eco mode and was very impressed with the power it took off. Uh, it was like, wow, this thing's a lot of fun. <laughs> Today, I turned it up all the way to boost, which is the maximum setting. And then it's like, okay, now we're spinning, you know, in the gravel or in the dirt, like you hit the throttle and you can spin both front and rear wheels, which is kind of a weird feeling, but it's so stable. It's, it's pretty awesome. The battery is so big and it's down low that very, very stable bike. This thing just seems like it's going to just go anywhere off road. As long as you're not going to like, you know, trying to climb a three foot boulder or something, it's not a rock crawler, but anywhere you can think of that you might potentially try and ride like a fat bike this thing can probably go there too. Uh, you can also have things like a learner mode. So if you have somebody new on the bike who wants to get used to it, you know, you want to limit the power or the speed, you can do things like that. And then you can also have some of the functions of the bike on the display, like your current speed in miles per hour. So if you want to put your phone on a phone holder up on the handlebars, you know, it just gives you a, a bigger display or an additional display versus what's on the bike already. Because the bike has a built-in display. It's giving you, you know, an estimate on your range that you have left with a, a whole bunch of bars on the left-hand side for your battery percentage. So you know how much you've got left there. You know, it's got a clock. It's got the basics, but it's very simple because this is intended to be a tough, rugged, durable utility bike. Maybe that's what I need to start calling it is a utility bike, because I think uh, the guys over at Ubco refer to that often, because people are buying these things to work around their farm, ranch. I could see, you know, if you've got a large 
outdoor yard at a place of business, it would make sense to have something like this to save you some time getting from point A to point B. And oh, I forgot, I need to run down to the uh, hardware store a couple miles away. No need to go grab your car. Just keep going. Just ride this thing there, grab what you need and ride back. I look forward to doing that. The only reason I haven't been doing anything like that on the demo bike I've got here is I haven't actually put a moped plate on it yet. So I'm going to do that. That way, if I want to run to town on it, I can hop on it and take that because that is way more fun than driving. And I know that I can carry, hopefully, (laughs) however much stuff I'm going to buy at the hardware store that day. Because believe it or not, yes, I, I have to do that some days, run to the store and just load up on whatever tools or parts we need urgently for things. So it's great for all those things. It's got an app. So far, my experience has been good with the bike overall. I think the biggest thing I take out of my experience, like I said, riding it for many hours today is that I don't worry about it. In other words, when I was riding around, it felt solid. I didn't feel any rattling. I didn't feel things loose. I didn't feel like it was going to fall apart on me. And I've been on e-bikes and other types of vehicles where it's like, oh, this is fun. Let's hope it holds together. And I would never sell <laughs> a bike that I had that, those thoughts about ever. So don't be worried about that kind of thinking if you have a Bolton e-bike. I'm just saying that I've been on some other brands where I'm like, yeah, you could take this off-road or you could do this with it, but I wouldn't do it often. I'd be very careful with it. Did not feel one bit of hesitation with the Ubco today. I saw a really steep downhill off-road trail, looked pretty rough and big ruts and rocks and roots and branches across the trail because we just had a kind of a big windstorm the last couple of days. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if it'll make it up that. That's really steep. Let's go for it. And I just did it. (laughs) And it made it just fine to my pleasure. And that was even in eco mode when I was doing that. Didn't even have the power turned up all the way. But if you're using something as a utility bike, if you're using it to to get work done, to go places, the last thing you want to do is have to stop and work on it or worry about something breaking. And this thing just felt tough. It just felt rock solid, like I am just not going to have any issues with it. And of course, we know it's electrical. There could be some issue, but I didn't feel like it. I just felt at peace that I could really go out in the middle of nowhere, ride this thing around, and it's not going to let me down. So if you are looking for something like that, I hope you can envision the way I feel about this, (laughs) then we will have something for you. So that's the good news at the end of all of this. These are going to be on the Bolton e-bikes website very soon. Probably not quite when this podcast episodes come, probably not quite when this podcast episode comes out, but very soon after. I'm giving you guys a heads up that these are coming. And the reason I wrote it around for a long time today is because we were doing a bunch of filming. So there will be a YouTube video where I go into a little bit more detail But it's just to give you guys an idea of what does this thing look like? What is it capable of? Where would you use it? Because that's the big question. What is it for? Where would you use it? Who would use it? And I'm hoping that our first and definitely not last video on it helps to start helping people get a picture 
of how they could use it. Because it's going to be different for everyone. Somebody could literally drive this around town and deliver pizzas on it. And somebody else is going to be, you know, driving it down to, I don't know, a creek where they do some gold mining. I don't know. That's up to you. And that's the great part about electric bicycles and the UPCO is they can be used for so many different things. So just think of this as one more option. Maybe this is something that you take to the office instead of driving your car if you are one of those commuters. But I think most of you are just going to use it for fun (laughs) because let's face it, all these e-bikes, no matter what you're using it for, they are just a ton of fun. So there's a little bit of a tidbit about the Ubco 2x2. Uh, There is another model that I don't have on my showroom floor yet, which is the off-road version of the bike. So instead of, you know, turn signals and some of the lighting features, it has things like brush guards and it's just strictly for off-road use. But I've got the version that can be registered as a moped here in my shop and that's something I'm going to do with it. And just keep riding it and keep having fun with it, trying out different things with it, pushing it to its limits, and no promises on what sort of things we'll do. One of the things I failed to mention on the specification so far is the IP66 waterproof rating, and that is on the battery, the display, the motors, everything. So this has a much better water-resistant specification than I would say the average e-bike. You could really take this thing out in the rain and you should never have to worry about having a problem. Now, they still don't recommend submerging it. So you're not going to like drive this thing, you know, with your head poking out of a stream. It's not for that. Uh, But if you're going to go through a shallow stream, they recommend not having water get past the, the pegs. So they recommend not having water get past the pegs. So If your feet are dry, you're good. (laughs) Go ahead and go through that puddle as long as it's not deeper than that. But that just shows you, you know, how much thought and effort has been put into these bikes. Now, because of those power specs and those battery specs and all the app and all these different things I've talked about, I'm sure you're wondering also how much do these things cost? And they are more expensive than most of our e-bikes. So you're going to be in the $65, $7,500 range for something like this. But for what it replaces, to me, that makes perfect sense. Because if you start looking at quads and ATVs and side-by-sides, yeah, you're going to spend that much or more for something that's going to do the job, maybe not as well as far as the quiet ability, the ease of use. There's all those things I already talked about where this fits in really well. So keep those in mind. Now, one last thing before I am done talking about Upcos for today. There'll be more on this in the future. The other thing I'm excited about is that this isn't the only product from Upco. They've got something new that hopefully we'll see later this year, which has 15,000 watts. So I don't need to talk about that because it's not out yet. But that just, I definitely want to ride one of those when they are available. So Once again, if you want to check these out right now, you can always go to ubco.com, check them out on their website, that's U-B-C-O, or we'll have more information on boltonebikes.com soon, and we'll have one here available for a test ride. So it's going to be awesome, going to be a lot of fun. 
hopefully another new and exciting chapter for Bolton e-bikes doing something different. And if you are not already on my email list, make sure you go get on that right now. <laughs> you can go to boltonebikes.com. And right now we've got along the top of the webpage, a little bar, a pop-up, whatever you want to call it. It's very small, unobtrusive, but it just says sign up. That's where you can get on our email list and you can learn more about new things like this that are coming out. And of course, just stick around on the podcast. If you haven't left me a review, I do appreciate those. So please, please, wherever you are listening, leave a review. iTunes, your favorite podcasting app, uh, whatever it is, I do appreciate those. I try to read those on a regular basis. And thank you to all of those that have already done that. Once again, this is the Bolton e-bikes podcast, and I will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.